What is up, everybody? Welcome to Mongols. I am Mike. With me is Josh. And making his triumphant return to the show is Riverhounds Director of Communication, Matt Grubba. Matt, last time you were on the show, you weren't Director of Communications. Now you are. How's it going, man? It's going pretty well. Yeah, what what, what even was I last time I was on the show? Was, <laughs> I, was I writing for The Trib or for uh, DK? or who? I, I don't even remember how long ago it was now. Yeah, I don't, I don't recall. I think you were still with The Trib at that time, but I could be wrong. Um, but you, I mean, you, we really appreciate you coming on. Obviously, you had a, a really big day today. Today was photo shoot day. So, like, what, like, what even goes into photo shoot day? <laughs> a lot, because anything you see from the team, whether it's the the game day graphics with the little animations that you see, uh, headshots on the website for USL and for us, uh, we got to get all of that done in one day. And uh, you know, certainly. After the guys, they had practice like normal this morning too. So it, it's uh, it's a long day for them too, and we tried not to keep them here more than a couple hours afterward. We were successful in that today. Um, otherwise, I would have had Bob knocking on my door. What's the holdup? So, <laughs> but uh, you know, we got everybody in here, and uh, you know, I mean, hey, I, I'm looking forward to the season because I think we've got a pretty good team, and uh, this is just one of those things that's sort of a, an every every year ritual. You have to go through it with with a new group of guys and, and for a guy like Kenny, who's, you know, five years in now, you know, he's filling out, you know, we try to change the questions. So they do a personal interest questionnaire. Every player has to fill out. So we try to keep the questions, mix them up a little bit. So he has something new to answer, but for him, he's, it's like watching the kids speed through, you know, the nerd in class speed through his test. And <laughs> he, he did too. He like, as soon as he was done slamming his pen down, he, Kenny was ready to go. So it was, uh, it was a good day. So you always sort of see like the behind the scenes of those videos where they're filming that stuff and they're taking the pictures and you always have like the guys grabbing their shirt or spinning the ball. Do you have to like tell them what to do or do they just come in with like, this is what I'm going to do for this one? So I actually have to give give credit where uh, credit's due. I mean, these both, you know, contracted workers for us, but uh, uh, Matt Shuck is the name of the photographer who comes in. He's done our stuff really for... I mean, he was showing me one of his first years doing it. It was a photo of Andrew Marshall. So that tells you how long he's been doing it for us. And, uh, and uh, Susanna, uh, who is our, she's the one who makes those game day graphics and that sort of thing. Uh, so the two of them really run the photo shoot in terms of they have this battery of, you know, the, the poses that you see on the scoreboard, everything straight on look, you know, little side shot, right turn, left turn. Uh, so they go through all of those. Uh, and then they have the different props and, and they haven't, they come in with an idea of what they want to do, but if the players, you know, it's like, Oh, I want to do this. You know, if, if it works for the camera, you know, some of them come with their own ideas, their own ball tricks. Uh, we've got, we got the new uh, game balls for this year, the new select balls from the league. So they got uh, their first, first uh, workout getting kicked around in the locker room today during the photo shoot. So uh, yeah, the guy. Some of the guys brainstorm, get creative. Some of them, you know, it's just all right. Let's do the do the shots we need to and get out of there. Yeah. Just imagining Lily. Uh, does he have to take his pictures today as well? Like how how do you direct Lily to take pictures? <laughs> I, 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 that, that would be worth an interview in itself. <laughs> so, so he did not. Uh, Bob chose to. He was happy with a couple of his photos from the last couple of years. And, and to be fair, I mean, he's been doing this long enough. Uh, he hasn't changed that terribly much. So he said, you know. Take one of the good ones, you know, in the last couple of years, <laughs> and we are fine with that. You know, it's... that's funny. Um, well, okay, so let's let's talk a little bit about you know we we already sort of referenced here that you you went from being a reporter that covered the hounds, you know, with Trib and DK, 
And, you know, your job was really sort of analyze and judge the team from the outside. And now you're the team's director of communication. So how has your view of the organization changed from being outside of it to now being on the inside of it? Uh, so there's a couple of different angles to that. You know, being on the inside for me personally, I'll just start out with that. I enjoy it, you know, after years as a, as a journalist where, you know, even when you're a Pittsburgh reporter in a league against other cities, you know, you, you cover the one team regularly, but just, there's still a impartiality you're expected to have. Um, and certainly, you know, most of the other things I covered you know, in my time at the Trib would be, you know, high schools, that sort of thing, where you really do have to play it down both sides. You know, here, you know, now I, I actually have a team in it, you know, it, you know, want to see the guys win, you know, you, you know, live or die a little more with the wins and losses. So I, I enjoy that. Um, as far as the organization, you know, it's, you know, I, I've known some of the good things and the bad things. I mean, remember my time at the trip goes all the way back to, you know, when, when the team was in bankruptcy court in 2014 and, and things like that. So, yeah, you know, I've seen some, you know, difficult times around here. I, I think right now it's a really positive environment around the team. I mean, there's been a lot of staff turnover, which is not always a good thing. I mean, because a lot of people are still feeling their ways out. But I, I really think, you know, we're starting to, to move in the direction where, uh, you know, this team can really, really establish itself because, you know, our team president, who you guys spoke with not too long ago, Vic Gregovitz, uh, you know, brings in, you know, just sort of a wealth of experience with minor league baseball and uh, it was the Alliance of American Football and also, you know, in indoor soccer back in the day when he first got started. But that was a much bigger deal, too. So, uh, you know, he's been sort of at every level of market and every level of league. And I think he has, you know, a little more of an idea of how to make how to make this work, because it's, you know, I certainly, you know, my heart's in it, but, you know, let's admit it, this is, we're right now, we're the number four pro team in town. I mean, you know, at least number four overall, third that isn't locked out, but um, it's, uh, you know, we've got to fight for everything we get in the city. I mean, Pittsburgh's a tough town, you know, they like winners, they like, you know, being on top, they aren't going to show up, it's hard enough to get them to show up to the number four of anything, much less if number four is losing. Right. And it's, uh, so there's some real unique challenges to it. I think the pieces are in place to get things going the right direction. And now the biggest thing, like we need, uh, you know, we need fan support. I mean, that's, you know, fans, we've had some good crowds the last, or the last year, I shouldn't say last couple of years, because obviously no crowds two years ago, but, you know, some positive movement in that direction. And it just needs to be, you know, it's consistent. It's it's incumbent upon us to, you know, have a good product on the field, but also a good product off the field, and, and make this you know an event people want to come to. And uh, you know, hopefully, you know, last year was a good first step coming out of the pandemic. This year, I mean, on and off the field, I think we're very optimistic. Um, but you know, we, we've got to make it happen. And by, and by we, I mean those of us in the front office and the guys on the field. It, it's you know, everybody's got to be pulling in the same direction. So what would you say the biggest misconception that fans might have of the organization and the club? Well, I'll tell you right now, the one that, 
you know, I sort of grit my teeth at and have to correct people all the time. They always, you know, people always slip up and want to say minor league. Minor league. And I have to, yeah. and I have to explain people. Minor league, I mean, to me, means that you're a farm team or a feeder team for another club. And, and, and you know, sort of as baseball, as hockey is, is set up. Uh, and basketball now with the G League, although the G League, or, sorry, the basketball is probably the sport most like soccer in the sense that you have, you know, leagues around Europe, around the world where, you know, guys can go and be profitable. So I, I have to, you know, remind people we're not a minor league team. We are not subservient to any, you know, major league club, any, any higher division team. You know, we're, if a guy hits the free agent market, we're in their bidding for those, per, that player services, just the same as an MLS team is, you know, a team in another country, Central American team, that sort of thing. Uh, you know, we are, you know, our own thing, and we are trying to win independently of anyone else. And so, so yeah, the minor league thing is probably the biggest misconception. And, and the other one, and sort of tied in with that, is is you know, some people they're like, okay, yeah, so these guys play for the Riverhounds, but what are they? What's what's their actual jobs? It's like, no, these guys are full time soccer players. I mean, they this is their year round job. They train. I mean, some of them in the off season coach or do uh, you know other soccer related things. You know work with our academy stuff like that but i mean this is what they're doing i mean most guys in this league whether this is sort of the level that they've settled into and made a career for themselves or if they're young guys trying to make that step to the next level uh you know these guys are full professionals i mean that there's no other way to look at it i mean this is this is what they do yeah for sure i i'm always curious you know you you guys it's you know, full credit to you. It seems like once you came in, um, there was sort of a tonal shift in terms of the the various social media communications that were going on with the team, sort of the way that the team approached um, just sort of its outreach with fans uh, to a certain extent. And so just from like the marketing communication standpoint, I'm just very curious, you know, where do you sort of get your inspiration? Where does the team get their inspiration for how, you decide, you know, tone and stylistically, and we're going to get to in a minute here. You know, it's, I think everyone's been enjoying the the teases that you've been putting out about player signings that are all emoji. Like it becomes a game and it becomes a lot of fun and it feels like there's more interaction with the, with the fans. So where does that come from? Like, are you looking at other teams and saying like, oh, they're doing something cool or, or yeah, where, where do some of those ideas come from? Yeah, you know, it's funny you asked me and I appreciate you saying that, it, you know, you guys enjoy that sort of stuff. But it, for me, it was something I had to learn as well, because coming from, you know, journalism background, you know, try to keep things, you know, as factual, as informative uh, as possible. But the, the I think the big word, you know, you said there, and I'm trying to remember exactly how you said it, but it, it's, it's interaction, it's engagement is what you're really looking for. And, you know, that, and that's something that, I mean, really, it's, all right, I go on Twitter, I go on Instagram, you know, my personal accounts. It's like, what sort of things do I see that, you know, I, I was like, oh, that's pretty funny or that's that's pretty clever. Do I want to interact with? And so, it, you know, a lot of it's personal experience uh, and it's been, you know, a lot of open ear stuff on my part, too, because, you know, I came in. You know, we, there's some teams in our league that do really well on social media. Some of them even push boundaries that where I sort of like, ooh, OK, 
can you do that? <laughs> I'm not going to call anything out by name, but I mean, if you guys are following the league in the offseason, you might know a couple of the uh, <laughs> certain comments that uh, I see. But, you know, I, I just think, you know, watching teams like New Mexico, uh, Tulsa, uh, just, uh, Oakland, you know, just offhand, like different teams that, you know, they're in different markets, you know, that are different. I mean, Oakland maybe is is similar to Pittsburgh and being sort of a, a major league city, at least in, in that's their tradition, that sort of thing. I know they're just down really to the A's at this point, but uh, you know, so you have that sort of thing, but also, you know, a team like, like a Tulsa to the way that they engage and sort of, uh, you know, they're their own thing and they identify with the community. I think that more than anything is the next step we need to take is where, you know, everybody talks about, you know, Hounds, or you guys, I shouldn't say everybody, you guys talk about Hound soccer and, and the Pittsburgh soccer team and everything. I want to see more where people are saying Pittsburgh and not necessarily have to say Hound or sorry. I want pe- us to be so ingrained in it that people associate, you know, Pittsburgh, you know, whether it's our merchandise, whether it's anything like that, like, you know, they don't even care that we're a soccer team, but it's cool Pittsburgh merchandise and they want to pick them up. That's, I think that's the next step we really need to take, you know, as a club is, is to just, you know, truly, truly become part of the fabric. I mean, we're never going to be, or I shouldn't say never, but it, it's, it takes a long time to be the Steelers, you know, to be something where you're so just, you know, yeah, I have family in Australia. It's like when they, when they hear Pittsburgh, it's like, oh, the Steelers, like that's what they know of the city. And that's really it. Like the, yeah. the next question is, is that close to Philadelphia? What's <laughs> the next question? <laughs> so I, I, that's you know, that's the kind of connection we want people to say. Oh, Pittsburgh, and we might not be the first, not even the second or third thing on their minds, but you know, we we want to be associated with Pittsburgh. Yeah, I, I just completely randomly I saw it was an interview with I think Bob Odenkirk. Um, and he was wearing a New Mexico United hat. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, like that's cool. <laughs> so now we just need to get some celebrities to start wearing some Hounds gear. And I mean, that, the logo looks good. It, you know, that's what we're trying to do. I mean, we <laughs> actually, it was a random moment. We heard um, Pat McAfee's uh, show, his podcast, had a brief Hounds mention a few weeks ago. So, uh, you know, every little thing like that helps. And we, and we actually, we try to do outreach to uh, – I, I bristle a little bit at the word influencers because to me that's <laughs> like uh, I'm just thinking you know little kids eating Tide Pods on their, uh, <laughs> on their <laughs> but but no to, to Pittsburgh celebrities people who identify with with Pittsburgh are identified with Pittsburgh and, and I, I mean that's actually an area where I think uh, the team has not done well our t- our club has not done well in the past so I, I, it's been a priority myself Vic you know something to try and again, just make it more, make the Hounds logo, make team name more ubiquitous. Good. I was I see, say, I see, I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking at the comments uh, now. Yeah, like, JF, JF saying we should yeah. get Snoop. Uh, yeah, that'd be a great connection. Um, <laughs> real quick, before we get to the next question, I have another sort of follow-up. You mentioned interactivity, and I have to ask, even if you can't tell us, um, do you know what's going on with this app? When Vic came on, he was talking about this app and like what could be going on with fans and stuff. Is there anything you could tell us about this app? I can tell you that it exists. <laughs> and, <that laughs> we see, and we've seen it in testing mode and that sort of thing. We, I do not, I wish I did have a launch date for you. 
I uh, would certainly love to love to make you guys the uh, forum to uh, share that. Uh, unfortunately, Paint is not yet, and anyone I don't know if you guys have ever been involved in app development, and thankfully I haven't had to do too much with it. This is actually an area where I got to give Lindsay, our, our digital media uh, manager, she's been sort of the point person on this and done and done a great job with it. But uh, yeah, we're, we're at the stage where picking a date is going to come pretty soon. So nice. we'll see it. I mean, we want to get it out there so that if, if not for the home opener, certainly, you know, as games go on, because it's going to be, you know, ticketing and, and, you know, just like other team apps you see, I mean, I'm, I'm a pit basketball ticket holder and, and, you know, show up to the game, your tickets are on your phone. You can order food at the concession stamp from it. It's, it's, it's that sort of, uh, you know, convenience and interactivity that we're open to bring. So going back to like social media and that kind of stuff is you were talking about, you know, looking at other teams and what they're doing and kind of getting inspired by that. Is there any team in particular that you kind of look at what they're doing and, and maybe we're not there yet because of like manpower or, or money or that kind of stuff that you're kind of aspiring to get to? Oh man. Trying to think, and you know what's funny is they have us vote at the end of the year for like awards for for in-house other departments, and I'd have to go back and even look at who I'd ended up deciding on for best, you know, social media, digital media. You don't I'd vote for yourself. Vote. You cannot vote for yourself. <laughs> oh, nor, nor would I for social media. That's, that's been a learning on the fly thing, but uh, you know, I, I mentioned New Mexico. I mean, they're. To me, it's it's the teams that generally have a good brand across the board that it comes so seamlessly to them. Louisville's a great example out east, you know, as much as you know, one of the one logo through the years, you know, people like to take jabs at people like to take jabs at them because they're good every year. I mean, every, who wouldn't? Yeah. I mean, who wouldn't? Want? They're the only team in the east with more wins than us since Bob got here. So even he'll tell you, like, that's you know, that's the target. But uh, you know, the teams that have such a distinctive brand, it makes the content so much more easy, I think, once you have that template and that groundwork laid. Um, and, and that's something we're working toward. But again, some of these teams, you know, do have like a full-time graphic designer on staff. We do not have that. Um, so it's, that's one of the challenges we have is, you know, we're, you know, a little undermanned in certain areas and some areas, you know, we're at the point where we're probably bigger than some of the other clubs. I mean, it's just a matter of, you know, we have to get, I said it already. We're trying to get everybody pulling in the right direction. Get some events, like in-person events. Get you know the get the digital events. Get everything going together. And you know if we can if we can combine that with a winning team on the field. I think the sky's the limit. I really do. Say that um, you know I, I don't know Showtime or ESPN comes to you and says they want to do like an all or nothing type series about the Hounds. Bob's reaction aside, like what, <laughs> what would your reaction be to Girl. something like that? Like, do you think, do you like, do you think in terms of lifting the profile of the team, like that that would do it? Or is that something that you might shy away from just because of the distraction? Well, my reaction is, is exactly what you said. It's because it would probably come through me or Vic first. It's like, how are we going to bring this up to Bob? <laughs> that would be my first reaction. Uh, no, I, I think something like that would be terrific, you know, just like a, a hard knocks, all access, you yeah, know, yeah. type of type of show with with a team at this level. I mean, not saying necessarily us, but I mean, I, I'd certainly be open to it. Uh, it you know, we'll, we'll see how. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking of different ways this could go. So that, that, that's uh, I mean, I, really. 
I mean, it could do a lot for like, you know, making the team look really good and getting people pulling for you. I, I'm, you know, I'm thinking. I'm right. And, and, that's, the, and that's why I think it would be such a net positive for, for our club or for any club at this level is that it would expose you to an audience, even if it was just a streaming series or something. Yeah. I, I really think that that would be, uh, it, it, it's a new audience that you can get. I mean, the streaming content on ESPN, that sort of thing. I mean, that, that stuff's global. That's not, I mean, you know, the, the streaming, you know, for, for our leagues, just North America. And, and they do have deals in a few other countries, but it's like, it just, I mean, Rochester's uh, going to have one coming up here. I think, uh, with like, I think that whole thing, Rochester rhinos, they're oh, going to have, right. I yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Florida, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and in part of that, of course, is, you know, the, the new, well, it's not new Jamie Vardy's influence at Rochester and, you know, it's got the big names or the shiny objects uh, with him. And uh, but the the the, the uh, Twerkins that, that owned Rochester since they were the Rhinos, that sort of thing. You know they're 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 doing their own thing uh, with with going to MLS Next Pro and everything. But even when they were in USL, I mean they were you know very much. I mean I know Tuffy got to know them pretty well, and they're you know same sort of owners in the same sort of spot too. That you know trying to make an old traditional. U.S. soccer brand, you know, viable going into the 2020s and, you know, different ways to do it and, you know, more power to them. I mean, I, I wish them luck because we aren't playing against them. Every, <laughs> if, if we see them in the cup, I hope they lose. <laughs> I got to ask you because you brought it up. Um, what what are your thoughts on the whole MLS next pro thing? It's this is one of those where I do have to careful what i say <laughs> you can just say like next and we'll just like move back to that minor league conversation uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right well and, and here's the thing and i don't know what mls's big idea with it is you know i mean i've been around long enough i remember when the hounds would pl- we play it was part of the uso schedule you play teams out of the mls reserve league and so i don't know what mls next pro is going to be that's different from the old reserve league that turned out not to be real successful I think from a competitive standpoint, it's good for all these clubs' development models. Uh, but I still don't know when you talk about, you know, USL Championship is a fully professional league. MLS Next Pro, you're going to have these rosters, you know, many of these teams are going to be filled out with, you know, 17, 18-year-olds. That's the stuff we see, we see now with, you know, the Loudons of the world. And, and, and this isn't to disparage because some of those 17, 18-year-olds, you know, you think back to Philly, Philly Union 2 when uh, Brendan Aronson was around. Mm-hmm. You know, some of these teams, I mean, we're talking about really good players, but when you get guys who are coming out of college, you know, 22, 23-year-olds, and, you know, maybe they're like a third-round MLS draft pick, I mean, they're going to have to weigh, yeah, it might be good to be in the MLS team's program, but I just finished playing college ball. Do I want to go back to playing against, you know, under-19 kids? And so, and so that's, I think there's definitely a space for both in, in the market. Uh, it's it's going to be, I, I think what you'll see happen is, is USL championship will skew more toward your, toward your adult veteran, you know, 23 to 30 year old players are, are where it's going to be. And you're going to see fewer young players in this league. And, and I think that could be a good thing for the USL. I think it could be good for MLS next pro. I think they can both coexist. Um, Again, you know, my, my skepticism toward MLS Next Pro really just done so far. I've yet to see. All right, so what's going to be different from the old reserve league? And, I, and that's just, I think that's a fair question to ask. It's not a criticism because I just don't know yet. We haven't really seen enough about it. So, yeah. 
you mentioned uh, a bit earlier sort of the hounds being uh, sort of like the fourth team in Pittsburgh. And I think I'm trying to remember, I think last time we had you on, you know, as a reporter, we might've talked about this whole concept of, you know, how do you potentially raise the profile so that you become the third or second or, you know, dare we say first team uh, that people think of when you think of Pittsburgh, but you know, I guess from the inside, is there anything that you look at that's, you know, we, we've talked to, to Lily, we've talked to Tuffy, and I think a lot of it, the, the perception is like, well, the team just needs to win. It just, and that, it just happened, too. We <laughs> the lights were going to go out. Hold on. <laughs> for those, for those <laughs> watching live, uh, Matt is in the office, and the lights are on a motion sensor. So if he doesn't move every 20 minutes or so, the lights go out. I just, I just have to roll over far enough that it we, we knew it would happen. So. Speaking in terms of, you know, raising the profile just so you can keep the lights on. Um, like what are your, what are your, has, has sort of your perception changed internally? Like, uh, you know, I think we could sit here and, and, and wax lyrically about like, Oh, we just need like more billboards or like an all or nothing special or things like that. But do you think that there are things that are within the hounds control within the fans control that could potentially help to raise the profile? And is there anything that you guys are trying to do from a communication standpoint to potentially encourage some of that stuff and you're just not seeing it pay off and we can sort of help distribute that message. Yeah, well, I mean, communications is interesting because you are dealing, I mean, first and foremost, you guys do a great job and some of the other places like, uh, you know, Pittsburgh Soccer Now website covers us very well. You know, some of those, but it's, you know, there's still a lot of value in legacy media, in TV stations, in newspapers, that sort of thing. I'm fortunate enough to, because of my, you know, time at the trip, I've got pretty good connections, you know, know no people. And, and, you know, I can just sort of, you know, give a little, it's like, hey, we've got this event. You know, I kind of know what appeals to them. The trouble we run into is it, it's what do we put out there that will get them there without being nudged or without having a dang something just to get it to where this is an everyday stop for them. I mean, and, and maybe not even necessarily every day, like you have a Steelers beat writer, but you know, an every week drop in. And I, and I was fortunate enough to, you know, in my time be able to do that at the trip, but you know, I'm balancing that along with covering high schools and small college stuff. So uh, that's, that's the challenge is just trying to, I don't want to say you have to remind people, but you have to just, you know, make sure it's like, Hey, we're not going anywhere. We're still winning, you know, which that is, you know, part of the equation, but it's, you know, we, the other part is it's not really a communications department thing, but it's, it's the whole team in terms of marketing, that sort of thing. And, and we do have to, you know, do more to, I mean, you mentioned billboards and you Joe, I mean, that, that's sort of an old, old style thing, but, but there will be a couple, don't worry. Uh, but, uh, you know, it, it's finding those new ways to outreach to the community, to, to outreach to fans. I mean, right now, uh, we've had some work with some, uh, you know, I gotta, again, be careful and stuff we haven't announced yet and make sure I don't say anything. Uh, well, you go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. We won't tell anybody. <laughs> you know, just some local bars and, and, and establishments around town that are, are places, you know, people can go watch a game. I mean, it, it's you know, making sure that there are places on where, you know, we, we've got our, you know, 22 The Point's been a great local partner uh, for getting our games on air. And this year we're happy that, you know, 30 of the 34, so only the only the four weeknight games uh, won't be shown locally on, on you know, over the air or television. But now we, you know, we want to make sure that 
if you're out at the bar on a Saturday night and the Hounds are playing, you know, why isn't this on TV? So it's, you know, that sort of outreach. I, if, I feel like, you know, I talk about, you know, the Hounds logo needing to be ubiquitous. It's, you know, making sure our schedules in bars, you know, on posters or, or in on college campuses, you know, or, you know, in their student buildings where, where they have, you know, the Steelers schedule, Penguins schedule, you know, for the student rush tickets, that sort of thing. Um, you know, we need to make sure that we're right there side by side with them and, you know, make sure those games are on TV and, and local. So people who might, might not have a clue we have a professional team here. They might walk in somewhere just out with friends and be like, oh, what's this? And, and see Pittsburgh. It's like, where are they playing? It's like, oh, it's they'll, they'll be in some place on Carson Street. It's literally 20 blocks that way. <laughs> and and, that, and that's the kind of awareness. You know, it's, it's not even uh, – it's not paid advertising. It's the organic advertising. It's just being out there, being part of it. And, and I, I mean, I think – I mean, I'll go ahead. I don't think this is a big scoop or anything, but it's like making sure we we have a presence in the St. Patrick's Day Parade in a couple of weeks here in town, which, you know, is a little tough because that's the day of our season opener down in Memphis, too. But it's, you know, just making sure that, you know, city events, municipal events, community events are just around Western PA, not just in Pittsburgh, that we're involved. And, and that is more than any, you know, ad buy to put on, you know, a 30-second spot, you know, on, on radio or whatever it might be. I think the most valuable thing for the team is, you know, heck, I would love it if somebody were selling knockoff hound shirts and on Penn Avenue in the strip on a Sunday morning when people are going out for brunch. I mean, that's when we know we will have made it. If <laughs> we've got those bootleg hound shirts. I was going to say, don't sue me and I'll say done. Like, I'll just show up and sell bootleg shirts. No big deal. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, as, as soon as we get those, just like the, uh, the airbrush Troy Palomalu. Matt said this is what he wanted, guys. Like, I'm <laughs> doing my part. Doing my part. (laughs) So part of that, like you were talking about earlier, is, you know, having a winning team, having a team that, you know, Pittsburgh can rally behind. And, uh, you know, putting on your reporter hat of old, uh, how do you think the team is this year? Do you think we we have that team this year? I think we're going to have a very good team. I think, you know, just first of all, with the players we had back, even before the additions, I, I think we had a very nice core there. And I think the parts, you know, coming in, I mean, Dean Kelly, you know, still, you guys have seen some of the preseason games. He's still got it. He, you know, he, he can he can turn and finish with the best of them uh, that this league's ever seen. And he, you know, he's going to be a great addition. And you look back at the team last year, you know, Russell played every game. Alex Dixon played every game. Didn't, didn't They didn't necessarily start everyone, but they were in, in all of them. You know, you don't want to put that sort of, burden on guys, you know, over, over the course of what's now a 34 game plus cup match season. Uh, and so I, I think with the addition of depth, you know, up front with some of the center backs we brought in, that it would be able to get a good rotation there as well, because that was where, you know, last year, you know, it was a lot of times the same three or four guys There might be one, one able to rotate through, but then, you know, if anybody gets called up internationally, anything like that, suddenly you're out of depth again. And, you know, it, while the, the quality is there in each of them. By the time you're at game 34 of a season, guys' legs are heavy. And if maybe they've only played 28 or 29 of the 34 games, and if we've still been able to be competitive and be at the top of the conference there, I mean, that's Bob's dream scenario is that if we can be at the top of the conference and he hasn't had to play anybody 
more than 30 games, you know, give everybody, you know, one day off a month all through summer. So that, that would be a dream scenario for him. And I can tell you that just from conversations we'd have. I mean, as, as remarkable as Danny Griffin's two-year run has been for us, never missing a game, starting every game, you know, it's, you know, I would love to give Danny a day off. <laughs> but it, it just, it's a matter of where we are in the standings. It's you know, the way we were last year in the division. We couldn't afford to give any points up. So we had to keep trotting them out there. Yeah. So, you know, reading between the lines, Matt saying we're gonna have a lot of depth. So keep an eye out for that this year. Um, <laughs> that's fair. You mentioned I, I'm, I'm tempted to ask you about, you know, some crazy Bob stories, but we'll save that for maybe off air um, just because I'm sure that you have some. But uh, yeah, we'll keep it. Clean. Um, so, I, you know, one of the things that I, I mentioned, I think, at the beginning and, uh, you know, I, I told you off air, you know, how you've, you've been killing it sort of uh, with the emojis on on social media, trying to leak out, you know, what players might be signing and everybody, you know, gets into a game of trying to guess what they are. We put together our own emoji challenge for you mr grubba and uh we're gonna see we're gonna see how many of these you can guess now they're all related to the hounds so we'll sort of preface that and nothing going back like years or anything like that it's all like modern day hounds um and while i understand that this is also a podcast which is a very (laughs) audio based uh (laughs) um setup Uh, We're going to have Josh, who also has not seen these. Uh, I'm going to throw the emojis up on screen, and Josh is going to describe them so that I don't give stuff away. And we'll see how many of these you guys will get. And I'll give you, you know, a few seconds to sort of talk. You guys are in this together. You guys sort of talk through it. And if you get ultimately stuck, then I'll jump in and and, and I'll try to give you some hints. Okay. So um, here comes the first one. Well, hopefully this one's pretty straightforward. So, Josh, you want to describe it? I already know what it is, though. Okay, so it's the island. (laughs) It's the island emoji. It's a blue shirt emoji. And it's a crescent moon emoji. Mm -hmm. I mean, at first thought was City Island, but now I realize there's no city. That's the same place. I see the island emoji. I don't know. Way too long that we keep going back to the City Islanders. (laughs) (laughs) So it has nothing to do with City Island. Has nothing to do with City Island. Man, how can you use that emoji then? Is it, is it the okay this this we're, we're far too quiet for audio podcast. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, think is it, is it the island is it a palm tree is it, what, what think of the palm think more palm tree with the shirt than anything else Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> there it is. It's Hawaiian shirt night. Good job. Uh, all right. Let's see. What about? Which, by the uh, way, we have no Friday games this year at home. I so know. No Hawaiian know. shirt night. What about this uh, one, Josh? It's a crane. Oh, that's an easy one. And it's a helmet. Uh, yes. I wonder what that one could be. Uh, I mean, that, that's got to be our, our friends in the Paul Child stand. That's yep. alarming. <laughs> there you go. All right. Let's let's see if we can make this a little bit more difficult. Okay. A uh, waving hand. A check mark. And a soccer stadium that says goal. Waving hand check mark. So I'm lost already. <laughs> uh, VAR. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds related, so it can't be VAR. So never mind. No, 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 no. <laughs> All we right. Did when you are once, I don't know if you guys. Yeah, we did. I remember that. Remember. Yeah, we 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 tested your game VAR. against Toronto back like five years ago. Now when they were testing it. Yeah, that's that's a story right there. <laughs> uh, wait. When you 
when you wave your hand, what are you oftentimes doing? Saying goodbye. I don't know. Or <laughs> the wave. <laughs> what's the opposite of goodbye? Hello. Hello. What's what's another way of saying hello? Hi. Hola. Hi. <laughs> All right. You're going to have to give us this one. Hi. <laughs> yeah. Hi. No out here. Hi, Mark Stadium. Oh, hi, Mark. Oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> this one, this one goes with it. Let's see. Can you yeah. guess this one? Well, at least, at least now I feel, I feel good that uh, if you guys give us <laughs> by the ones I was doing, this is like revenge. So That's right. This is total revenge. <laughs> I, we have a whole Discord to decipher the ones you you do, so it's a little bit different. Yeah. There's, a, there's a whole brain trust of people trying to figure it out. All right. So this one has a the train. Uh, mm-hmm. Subway looks like almost, and then a black box. Uh, it is a. Where is the train at? It's a train stop. Station Station Square. Station uh, Square. Uh, there uh, it is. Okay. All right. I'm not. All right. Okay. I, I see where that was going. That, that works. All right. I got. I got a couple more. We won't go through all of these because I can tell they're a little bit painful. This one. <laughs> Uh, it's a wave, like a water wave, and then a goal. Yeah. Yeah. Think deep. Uh, Where are you right now? <laughs> oh, the mon- is it a Mongol? Yes. <laughs> I, I never had. I used to. I used to go to work parking in uh, the wharf lot. I hope we never get waves like that. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I'll show well, you has... the one that 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 uh, that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you guys would have gotten this one. Um, alien so it's base. A, alien, <laughs> and there's a child. Oh, the child. And there is somebody standing. This is very obscure. Yeah, that I was one. I was I was waiting for you, Josh. But um, there uh, there was a movie a few years ago called Paul that was about this alien, and he looked just like that. And so it's Paul Child stands. Got, so. got it. Uh, Paul Child stands. Okay. Yeah, that would never. I made happen. it way too yeah, difficult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my fault. <laughs> um, well. Matt, we want to, we want to, you know, obviously be respectful of your time. You were obviously you had a really long day. We also want to make sure that you don't have to get up and, uh, you know, wave for the uh, lights to stay on one more time. So we really, really appreciate you coming out and, uh, and joining us. Um, and you know, like I said, we appreciate all the interaction and fun that you're creating for the fans. That's, that's a good time. Yeah. And I hope, you know, speaking in terms of the fans and steel army, you know, I hope, hope, memberships going up for you guys and like we want to see a lot of people i mean this remember we started last season with the covid restrictions still in place weren't even allowed to be at full capacity so this is the first like true year back you know coming out of the gates and and i hope you know even if you want to make it down saturday to the free one against west virginia at six o'clock but uh really we're building toward march 19th when hartford comes to town you'll, you'll get a chance to see the the memphis game get one under the under our belts and uh i mean yeah we're we're hoping and expecting for the best this year. And so hope, hope you guys are out there. Hope, hope, but there's a lot of people listening, watching that, uh, you know, jump on board. And I mean, I, I think it's a great time to get on board, you know, with where this team's going. I mean, it's, you know, I'm optimistic for the future. Let's just put, leave it at that. 
Oh, trust me. We are as well. We are super excited. Super excited. Next week, we're going to have the whole Mongols crew here. We're going to do our sort of preseason predictions and all of that. So that's going to be a massive, massive fun show. We've been talking to you about some other fun stuff that we potentially do with some of the players, having them on, which could yeah. be a really good time. So everyone can stay tuned for that. Um, otherwise, you know, I think that's it for this one. So Matt, once again, thank you, sir. And uh, thanks, everybody. We will talk to you very, very soon. Yeah, thanks for having me on, Mike. Appreciate it. Josh, have a good one. Later.